0: Chishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: Unless there's an injury. When you're talking about Anthony Davis, you can never rule out the possibility. It's Friday morning. We'll start with a little alliteration. He is Damn, the brilliant Zubin. but brittle <laughs> bowler. I'm just speaking the truth. Yeah, Zubin! The 30 games or the 10 weeks he's missed. Literally, he missed 30 games or 10 weeks. That's the longest stretch he's missed in his career. And for somebody like AD, that says something because yeah. he's always... On the Shelf. Jeez. Jay will be back off the shelf from paternity leave on Monday. Alan Hahn is in the house. It's Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance.
2: I hope he's feeling okay.
1: Yeah, You're a huge Laker fan. I'm sure he is. You know, Jay watched it last night. Ball is life. Alan, NBA number one in his heart. So it's great to have you both here. So let's talk about it right off the jump. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Let's get you started. The draft is less than a week away. Plenty of NFL conversation over the next four hours. But, Key, you watched it last night. The Lakers go down to the Mavs. They sit fifth in the West. It's the second matchup in three days, another big one tomorrow night under the lights in L.A. on ABC. We'll talk about that and LeBron's eventual return. But what did you see in the immediate aftermath of A.D.'s return last night? Played about 16, 17 minutes, four points, two of ten from the field, limited to just first half action. Well,
2: clearly you could tell he was ginger and kind of picking his way through to try to find out, you know, to get his cardio up, just to, to get back in the rhythm, game shape, so to speak, Uh, You know, early on, he started missing shots, easy buckets that, you know, he he should have been making. I felt like he was forcing things at the elbow instead of instead of going all the way down to the bucket. He was kind of stuck in between between the three point line and the free throw line at times on turnarounds. And I'm okay. You know, he got out of there healthy. I'm okay. He played limited minutes. Like you said, 16 or so minutes. I'm fine with that. I think you, you just wanted to see him move around a little bit, and we got a chance to see that.
0: What you have is, of course, in the NBA a problem because what you have are two of your biggest teams, two teams that everybody expects will probably reach the finals that you basically are putting their stars in bubble wrap, right? Like yeah. for, for, for a guy like AD, for the Lakers, and LeBron eventually, this is get-right time. Yes. For a lot of other teams, it's winning time. This is about your seating. This is about where you want to find yourself. You, this is about getting out of the seven ten. if you are. The Lakers are two and a half games above that – line of demarcation. I mean, you don't want to play around with that, obviously. I know what you're going to say. It doesn't matter. No, it matters. They'll play the 7-10. You don't want extra mileage on your players if you don't need it. It's unnecessary. So they've got to get a D right, and that's what you worry about. But for the league, that's what I always – to to me, it's the most frustrating thing about the NBA. It's a star-driven league. But what we also have are stars that don't play all the time. Kawhi Leonard never plays either. They don't play all the time, and it's always – What's most important is they'll play in the playoffs. And that's kind of frustrating because you have matchups. Even last night, Philly Bucks. That's a, What a great game that was supposed to be. It wasn't. Why? The schedule and also no Ben Simmons. So it's just like you, you never really seem to have the matchups in the regular season you want because it's always about, well, as long as they're healthy in the postseason, that's what
2: matters most. See, I think it's unfair to these guys when people say they don't play all the time. They're going to miss a no, half. do there's eighty-something games or whatever it is. They a couple games off, a couple nights here and there. That's not. I don't think that that's bad. A couple at all.
0: of ga- how many? T- Zoom and say it again. How long has he been out? You, you said it before. Well, he was hurt. <laughs> okay.
2: You can't. You play just with, said a couple but of games. You can't play with an Achilles. I'm talking Kawhi. Right. Kawhi's situation at times is a little bit different. Paul George's situation at times is a little bit different. You cannot if you Kevin Durant and you hurt yourself, you got kicked into the thigh with Mm -hmm. a deep thigh bruise. You can't play with that because now all of a sudden, if you're hampered on one side, you can injure the other side again. If you're A.D. and you have something wrong with your Achilles, they just gave you umpteen amounts of money. They can't play with that, Allen. They cannot afford to not make sure he's not 100% right. And then obviously the king of all kings. You got to make sure he's Right? You can't roll him out there just for the sake of winning a game or appeasing some fan watching television. But don't you
0: see what I'm saying is that for some teams, the regular season means, like right now, for the regular season, these games, like for Dallas, that was a big game. It's an important game for them. But then there's
2: a handful of teams that have
0: all the stars on it. It's one thing if there was more parity in the league. But because you have two teams that kind of dominate the stars, they have, you have two big stars, some of the biggest stars, top five player in the game on the Lakers. You've got top ten players in the game, on, on, maybe even top five, you can argue it, on the Nets. And yet for those two teams that we
2: think are the two superpowers that are supposed to meet in the finals, the regular season doesn't really matter. But here's what I'm going to tell you though, Alan. when you mention the Dallas Mavericks. Some people would argue, depending on who you're talking to, that Luka – is a top six, seven, eight player in the league. He's by himself, the, though. They don't. But, do, but they don't on, dominate. But stars. hold on, it's not my fault that Porzingis hasn't arrived when Dallas made the move to go get him. Like they, th- it's not my fault. And he got hurt again last night. It's not my fault. It's not. When I say my fault, I'm talking about the league. Lakers, the Lakers, oh, okay, the I league. It. It's not. It's not our fault. Right. But he's I, supposed I'm just, to be a top ten player when they acquired him. Everybody, the unicorn, a unicorn. Okay. Well. That's,
0: But Key, I understand you're coming off a championship, so you have the track record already of, you know, they won a championship with these guys, so they should be able to win it again. But it just, it continues to me in the NBA to create this idea of, don't worry, when they're healthy in the playoffs, that's all that matters. You have to trust that. Now, we can trust the Lakers when they get healthy to be a team that can win a championship, because we just saw it. But in Brooklyn, can we can we do that? We, we can't because we've can. only seen them play seven games. I can, I can but you look at it. the talent and say they absolutely will because of the talent. But it's just any other league. We, we just don't see stuff they like that. Push the th- teams that have the biggest stars, and those stars really, we just don't ever see them on the
2: court together. I would say this, Z, is that when you talk about teams with star power, players that are at the next level, when they get hurt, you have to protect them. You can't afford to go out there and something else happens to them. Now you're completely destroyed for the season. So I don't mind LeBron James sitting out a few extra games so that we know 100% he's healthy because it flashes in your mind, Alan, you go back to Kevin Durant of a couple years ago. He was hurt. Yeah. He sat out for a little bit and they got ready to make this championship run. It's like we got, come on. And he's not going to miss that. So, you got to protect him from himself sometimes. And you see it in football as well. You see it in baseball as well. Guys will push the envelope to get there, and then they wind up hurting themselves again, and that's something we just don't want to see.
1: I mean, I'll split the difference to Alan's point. We'll get to LeBron here who is on the shelf. But right now, if you're an NBA fan, a league that's thirsting for viewers for whatever reason ugly might shirt be, LeBron wearing too. Right? Right now, you don't have Harden out there to watch, Durant out there to watch, Mitchell out there to watch. Porzingis, as Alan mentioned, got the sprained left ankle yesterday. Simmons has been out. Giannis just came back from an injury. Uh, Jamal Murray just is out for the season. Yeah. Paul George is recovering from a toe injury. Zach Levine is out. I mean, that's just off the top of my head. In the 30 seconds you guys were talking, I mean, this is a big issue for the league. And LeBron, go ahead.
2: No, I'm listening to you. Go. On. I'm just and, shaking my head. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: And LeBron obviously is at the top of that list, according to our Lakers insider, Dave McMenamin. Don't expect LeBron back anytime soon, perhaps another couple of weeks. Keep in mind, the Lakers are 7 and 10 with LeBron out. Here's the prognosis. You might have to wait till the calendar turns to see the king.
0: No one's anticipating LeBron back in the lineup until early May. Theoretically, he may only get like five regular season games uh, when he returns. I don't think that matters all that much. Last year, if you want to make the parallel to the season that they had in the bubble, uh, the ramp-up games they had following a a four-and-a-half-month hiatus, there was only eight games there, and LeBron only played in six of them. So it would be a similar type getting his feet wet, getting a little bit of rhythm back before the games absolutely matter in the playoffs. And and certainly as long as he's 100%, that's the thing that everyone in the organization cares about.
2: And I also wanted everybody to take into consideration the Lakers won the championship as Allen said uh, last season. They had 71 days off from the end of that to the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of rest for the Shortest these guys. off season ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a lot of rest, so when you got to factor that into this season of basketball, as well, when you start to talk about guys resting up, you the, you ran off that long laundry list of players. Again, I will say it, not my fault. I, people get hurt; it happens.
0: Yeah, this is a unique season, obviously, and everybody's talked about some of these injuries are probably the impact of the the condensed schedule and and really the short off season for so many of these teams. But all I'm saying is, is that for the league. You know we keep saying, and this has become a thing over the last couple of years, oh, just as long as they 're healthy in the playoffs, as long as they're healthy in the playoffs that 's not really healthy for the sport.
1: No question about it. Alan mentioned the line of demarcation, the Lakers two and a half games out of the seven spot, seven ten seven eight nine, ten would be the playing tournament that seven spot is held right now by. The Dallas Mavericks and the NBA's on ESPN radio. Speaking of those two, Mavs Lakers again tomorrow, this this time in LA. Fourth place in the East, baby. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. And you can see the game Saturday primetime on ABC. Big spot, second time in three days. And as Alan mentioned, playoff seating on the line, particularly for the Mavs, who are hanging on to the bottom rung of the Western Conference playoff picture. On the way from bottom rung to top rung, Tom Brady. All we did before Super Bowl week is talk about all the great Brady numbers that could be accomplished with a win. But now Tom literally has a problem with numbers. That's on the way. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Allen Hahn in the house on ESPN Radio and this morning, right now, on ESPN2.
0: Must be 21-plus plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Keys jersey on the wall. Keys jersey number will be taking center stage in just a second. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline, including one of the co-hosts of the NFL Draft on ESPN Radio. Sports center's Al Duncan will be here in one hour. We'll look forward to talking to her. She's a big Broncos fan, and they're picking in the top 10. And for all the quarterback discussions we've had of all those quarterback needy teams at the top, kind of wonder if the Broncos might be going there as well. We'll talk to Elle about that in one hour. All right, fellas, Tom Brady, we all know the deal, Super Bowl week, the seventh Super Bowl, everything that came with it. And over the last few years, whether it's Tom versus time on Facebook or whatever the case would be, literally flashback three, four years ago for somebody of Brady's ilk, he had really no Real profile on social media. Alan was talking about his Instagram during the commercial break. That just wasn't Brady's thing, despite the scope and range that he has. So the NFL puts out a rule change with regards to jerseys yesterday in which running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, DBs and linebackers can now all wear single digits. If they choose, all the wide receivers don't have to be in the 80s, the DBs in the 20s, the linebackers in the 50s, like we're used to seeing. But Tom Brady, as I mentioned, who is now obviously a social media guru, weighing in and is totally angry at this particular move by the league. This is just a couple of quotes that Brady put out there on social yesterday in regards to these name uh, number changes. Quote, going to make for a lot of bad football. He used the word dumb in capital letters to describe it. Why not let the linemen wear whatever they want to? Why have numbers? Just have colored jerseys. Why not wear the same number? Dumb. Key, obviously you didn't wear a number that started with an eight, you wore a 19. I want to get to your thoughts on that in a second because obviously you were breaking the mold before this has been done. But when I first saw this story, take me inside the locker room just as a player. The very first thing when I saw this story was... This feels like a marketing thing. This feels like Jordan coming back with 45. Now I got to go buy this other guy's jersey because he's my favorite player and I don't want to look behind the times. And it's not quite a retro jersey because he's still on the team. And that's the first thing I thought. I didn't think in any way, shape, or form players to Tom's point would be like disoriented if that were to happen. What do you make of this?
2: I don't know what I, – I really don't know what Tom is saying. Yeah,
1: I didn't get it. I mean –
2: I don't know what he's saying. Maybe Tom is just being Tom, you know, flexing his muscles. I, I don't know. Because when you look at it, you said receivers, mm-hmm. running backs. Mm-hmm. What other positions? Tight ends, tight ends, and DBs linebackers. And linebackers. Uh, the only thing I can think of is the identification of the defender that Tom has to recognize at the line of scrimmage. That's the only thing I can think of. But if the position doesn't matter, the number is the position. So when he walks to the line of scrimmage and he has to point out who a certain guy is, he's going to do that based on the position and the alignment and what defensive scheme they're running, not the number, because it's the player, not the number. If I put a guy at the middle linebacker position, which is the Mike, and that guy's wearing number three, does doesn't he's the Mike. He's the Mike. You've identified him based on the scheme, not on the number. It may help the quarterbacks, in that instance, identify it a little sooner, faster, earlier, whatever you want to call it. But if he's the Mike, he's the Mike. If all of a sudden he blitzes and somebody replaces him, that guy's the Mike. If he's wearing number 97, he's the yeah. Mike. Yeah. So I don't know where Tom is coming from. In fact, he has a couple guys on his team that he throws the ball to that wears these numbers. Mike Evans is 13. Chris Goblin once upon a time was 12. Uh, if I can remember, Antonio Brown was 17 mm-hmm. at the New England Patriots, although he was 84 with Pittsburgh. I don't know. I don't know what Tom is talking about. I like it though. Yeah, I think it's cool. Why not allow a guy? And here's this is going to be the problem. Many of the skill position players come from all these different schools. They typically have the same numbers in college. Allen and I. Allen went to Hofstra College, and I went to USC. And you wore three, I wore three, but we're on the same team playing the same position. That could be problematic. Who's going to get the number? Mm -hmm. Most, you know. Most likely me. Yeah, I know. I understand that more popular <laughs> in the locker room, but I, I'll tell you what,
0: uh, and I know Zubin, you, you've got to take care of some business first. So Indeed. I'll let you do that. No
1: doubt. It's time for straight talk brought to you by straight talk. Wireless straight talent.
0: All right. So, so really, I got three points on this and we talked about it yesterday and it was actually fun. Cause, cause I remember, you know, you coming in with 19 and I thought that's, and it's a cool story that I hope you'll share, but first a couple of things. Number one, the chiefs of the team that proposed this, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is complaining about it, right? Like he's not worried about recognizing, you know, what number is the mic. That's one. Two, it's not an issue in college. No. Right? Like quarterbacks are coming into the league already understanding that there's all kinds of numbers all over your roster because you come to college maybe as one thing and you become another thing. You know, there's guys who are wide receivers that become cornerbacks. There's guys that are tight ends that become, or, or quarterbacks that become tight ends. It just, it happens. So your number, you know, doesn't really reflect what your position is when it comes to college. And number three, Tom Brady has passion for his sport, and he is the best of all time. And if he has an opinion on something, he can have it. Like I don't think we have to. Like I see a lot of memes and stuff how he's the old man, you know, get off my lawn, take and stuff. But no, it's like let Tom Brady have an opinion. he's going to give you what he thinks of this, and he's going to let you let you know about it. But I also you know I also think it's cool, and I also think that it's something that if if players are happier this way. What's the difference? Who cares? It's not, it's, Have, but 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 do me a favor though, because I, when you shared it yesterday, I thought it was such a cool story. Because you were unique as a wide receiver coming in uh-huh. wearing nineteen. That wasn't something that was typical. It normally was like Altoon, eighty-eight, like you know Wesley Walker eighty-five. Like you had those numbers were the bigger numbers that you saw on wide receivers. Ugly. You came in and actually wanted a single digit at first.
2: Yeah, I wanted three. Uh, I wanted my college number and. They petitioned the league. The league said, well, no, we don't want to do that. So we said, okay, I'll tell you what. Let us think for a minute. Pat Kerwin, who was the assistant general manager at the time for the New York Jets, had a son, and his son was in the equipment room with me, and he goes, why don't you take 19? And I'm like, why would I want 19? And he goes, well, you're the number one pick. That's the one. And then he goes, three times three, that'll equal the nine. And I'm sitting there going, oh, okay, that's what's up. And so I decided – that's what I was going to do. And they went, they told the league. And for a while, I had, like, the highest jersey sales in the league for, like, several years. Like, the 19 was just cool. Little kids, young people, I don't want to call them little kids, but young people identify with small. 88, that, I can't do it. I just, it, 87. Do I look like an 87? Like, think about it. Do
0: I look like an 87? You look more like an 87 than, like, you know, Devont- no, Devontae I don't look well, like an 87. You You're a big wide
2: receiver. No, you want 80s, to fill the back. That's one of the ugliest numbers that a receiver could have. What? Oh, God. Give me 80. If I got to wear 80, I want 80, and that's it. I- I'll take 84. A- 80 and 84. That's it. I wouldn't touch anything else in the 80s. Wait Wait a minute. If you took, what if you had eighty-one? No, I don't. It's the exact same thing as nineteen, just reversed. No, it's not. How is it the same as nineteen? That's eight because it's not a nine.
0: It's reversed. It's the same shape number. No, it's not. It's a single digit thin, and then the wide number. It's pretty much the same template.
2: Ugly, as I have always told people. (laughs) Quarterbacks, in my opinion, and this is weird because you get into these number games, Zubin. Certain numbers make you look a certain way. Believe it or not. And you can ask certain players as they come on to, the, to our show over time, or maybe you ask Bart, or I think we've had this conversation before. If Sam Darnold wore number four instead of 14, he looked like a totally different quarterback. Foley. He would look cool. <laughs> that is true, though. He would look cool. He, he would look elusive. You are right If about he that. wore four. But I, you that know what, 14 just looks ugly I need to know on something. Him.
0: I need to know something. I need to know something. I I I want like I want to uh, people to tweet at me. I want also uh, people to call in. What number does Keyshawn look like? I need to know that. Like, like you asked the question. look like an 80. You asked the question. I want people to get. I really think that would be hilarious to get some answers. What number does Keyshawn look like? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 3776
1: It's important, Zubin. Go for it. Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-SAY-ESPN. What number does Key look like? And if you can describe why somebody looks different than 14 and 4, I would love that, too. I'm not quite clear. Really? I'll explain to
2: you during the break, man, because it's you got to just... My, my son like agrees Cam with this Newton, theory. Like, Cam Newton yeah. should not wear number 10. That is, doesn't look good on Cam Newton.
1: Does Kyler look good in a one? I'm yes, okay, absolutely. Okay. okay. So there really is... Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it. But just, we'll talk about it with you as well. What it's number slimming. does Key look like? <laughs> Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Allen's other points. Sometimes in college football, like three or two guys were the same number. There's, like, two guys that were number four. Right, you You got over 100 guys with the walk ons You just never know how it works out. On the way, speaking of numbers, right now, the Cowboys pick in the top 10. Will they stay in the top 10? And will they go defense the way everybody says they will? Or will they take a risk and draft one of the best offensive skill players Mel Kuyper Jr. has ever evaluated? We'll get into that next after Key has this from Straight Talk.
2: It's time for some straight talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good, like a walk-off home run in a ninth inning good. Well, okay, maybe not that good, but pretty darn good. With straight talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than other guys, plus no contract all over America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half as much? Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise.
3: There's a lot of things they need to address, so by putting this thing to bed, they can start doing that. They can plan to create more talent around Dak Prescott. And then on the Cowboys, they'll have some caps who keep players and add players and free
2: More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next.
3: to get 10% off your first month. That's help, com slash unsportsmanlike.
1: I guess the question is, Coach Greenberg, could his team have beaten Baylor? I don't know. I don't think any team in modern times could have beaten Baylor the way they looked on that Monday night. In Indianapolis, hear the voice of Jay Will. He'll be back on Monday as we'll get full throttle ready for draft week, which takes place April 29th to May 1st, ESPN, and right here on ESPN Radio with Alan Hahn's partner, Bart Scott, a part of our coverage. That'll be 7 p.m. next Thursday night on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin are with you. Yay. Alan Hahn in for Jay, as I mentioned. Jay will be back on Monday. We asked you before the break what number should. Keyshawn Johnson look like if he was a number that could be manifested or morphed into an what does Key look like based on the fact that some of these receivers in the NFL can switch their number and Key broke the mold long ago, donning the nineteen. And believe it or not, we have some callers on it. Key did tell Allen during the break, your number personifies your personality. Interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. Brad and George. Yeah,
0: before we get to Let's the call, I want you to tell me what, what number because I you know, I did play a little bit. What what number do I look like? You tell me cuz you're a big or basketball. on basketball. Basketball, of course. What you, number am I?
2: You look like you could probably be like a 20. 20. Yeah, like a 20, like 22. I never wore a 20 number in my life. Yeah, but you look like a 20.
0: You look like if that. If I told you I wore I wore 33, I wore 50. But you're not a 33 and though. A 41.
2: But you're not a 33. I you're not a 50 it. either though.
0: No, but you know what? That was the. Be, you could be the a best, 40. Uh, best I played four. was wearing 50.
2: You could be a 44.
0: But a 20, because 44 you look like is a guy that fouls people. 44 you, is a dude that gets, he gets five fouls, maybe about eight rebounds. See, I was. Like he sets picks. 44 is the guy That's what
2: you look they, like. How dare you? You don't look like a 33. 33, 33 is a deadly shooter. Like, you not, like, don't look like Larry Bird. Keyshawn might need to look me up. I'm just saying. You ask a question. You look like a twenty. I look like a twenty. A twenty that a guy who does everything right, that <laughs> comes in first one in, last one out of the building, all yeah. that sort of stuff.
1: Family guys, family guy, smart, four articulate.
2: Four you look like that too. <laughs> okay. You know, you explain that. Any that coaches, Chris
0: Mullen wore twenty at St. John's, so I'll take. I that. get
2: it. You give the coaches no problems. That's why they got you in the building. They like you. You make sure everything is. Oh, taken
0: I'm not that That's it. what you it. look okay. like. All right, all right. Let's Let's <laughs> let's hear now. All right, now that we
2: got that out of the way. Are you left handed? Yeah. He's crafty.
1: Crafty, <laughs> right? Right? gotta be left handed. You
0: gotta be
2: crafty. All the little code words I gotta throw out there. <laughs> I see what you're doing. All right, let's see what people say. In
1: Georgia on ESPN radio this morning. All right, Brad Key looks like what number?
0: <laughs> he is definitely an 81 or an 88. Oh, <laughs> look at that. God. You just gave him the gas face. I can't even respond to that. That's <laughs> not good. See, Mil- I do think 81 would be would fit that you so It's just
1: the same template as 19, just it's flip it. Ugly. Mm. Not Mi- good. Milton in Denver, you're on ESPN Radio. What number does key look like?
2: Morning gentlemen. I you know, key looks like a 3. I'll give him that. But he just said some of those bigger numbers were ugly. So I have a hard time with that. Imagine changing some of the historic players in the NFL. Can you imagine a Jerry Rice not wearing an 80? Lynn Swan an 88? But can you imagine yeah, Jim you, you, Otto? Not- you're talking about two dudes that ain't got no swag, zero. Jerry Rice, greatest receiver ever in the history of the game. He ain't got no swag like that. Does he Does he look the same in a three with the same stats? I think, I think Jerry Rice would look the same with a three. But the problem is the single digits and what we like to call hot dog numbers, one, two, three. Like when you're in Little League, the first thing you That's do is you go and you get you a hot dog number. You want one, three, two, four, five, seven.
0: Why is that a hot dog number?
2: Because those are always the star players. They always get those numbers, the, the single digits. They, they always get the single digits. And in basketball, it's always 33-23. You know, they go get those hot dog numbers. Mm-hmm.
3: It's just, you know, that's what it is. It's hot we, dog numbers. So one of my, favorite, one of my favorite players in NBA history is Jason Kidd. And I got to say, his worst, the worst part of his career is when he wore 32 for the Suns. It just did not look right. He was a 5. I'm with Key on this. It, he was it a 5. Well, wait, wait, wait. Can I also add to this caveat
0: that if you have a short last name, you should not have a double-digit number and if you have a long last name, you shouldn't have a single-digit number.
2: I never looked
0: at it that way. It doesn't
2: make sense. When you look so, at it
0: on the back, a kid personality. is such a short last name, you need a single-digit. Personality so if is Zion, the numbers.
3: If Zion wore just Zion on the back of his uniform, it would fit the, the better The one would one look one a lot better. Way, yeah.
0: Although it's still lost on his, on his back. Yeah, but it would look better than if it's, he, it's Williamson
2: and then it's just single digits. Hey, before we move on, here, here's a perfect example for you. Patrick Mahomes. Great quarterback on his way to being one of the top three, four quarterbacks in the history of the game, maybe the greatest. As a defender, and I play defense, 15 is cool. When I see him running around, it's like, eh. But if he had on a five and I got off the bus and I thought about him running around, I'm a little more fearful of his running style and skills with five on because when I see 15, it's like he's a scrambling quarterback. If he had on five, you would look at him way – I'm just telling you, you would look at him way different. It's almost like Deshaun. If Deshaun wore 15, you wouldn't be – that's an ugly number for Deshaun. Ugly. That four looks sweet. It fits him. Every. I'm just being honest. If Cam wore like 11, you would be like, ugh. Do you remember what number Jerry Rice wore with the Broncos? I believe he still wore 80. Mm. No, it was an ugly number. It, it, was, it was an ugly number? Yeah, it was an ugly number, right? You want me to tell
0: you what number it was? What was it? 19.
2: Yeah, but see, we already – it wasn't – he didn't even play. That doesn't even look right on Jerry, though. His personality didn't fit 19. His personality didn't fit 19. I love it's, the theory. it's a personality thing. You got to have a certain –
0: How did 45 look on Jordan?
2: Not good. Because in our head, we already saw 23. Mm-hmm. 45 didn't look good. 45 weird. is for like, what was the dude, the big dude that went to like Arkansas that played uh, basketball? Corliss Williamson? No, no, White Cat. White, uh, he was like a power forward. Oh, God, I can't think of his name. He might even play for the Knicks, I believe, once a upon a A lot time. of people went he, through there. But anyway, that's for a power <laughs> forward, 45 is. Like okay. a dude that's. A foul guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Got to use it his fouls, set screens, exactly. get the rebounds.
2: The numbers are important, though. Allen, is Allen on with us? Or uh, the, uh, it, it, What's good, bro? Is the numbers not important, man? And I just told a caller, numbers matter. Bull try to tell me they didn't matter. They matter. They matter. Zion with the one? Nah, not feeling it.
0: Yeah, that's a weird number for him. I when he comes to, to the Knicks, he'll probably change it.
2: Okay, we're going to mm-hmm. sell that now. Or the Lakers when he switches agents (laughs) to clutch (laughs) already got Anthony Davis.
1: I just think last thing, I just think Jerry Rice personified the wide receiver position and Mm -hmm. a number in the eighties personifies that position. So for me, it's the perfect match.
2: Yeah. You, you, you on some 1960 (laughs) stuff, man. I'm way, I'm way ahead of you on the game. You, no, but OB, I'm assuming I think there are things
0: that, that, that OBJ, parallel the
2: position. OBJ got snack, crackle, pop, and he's fire. I don't give a damn what nobody say. I'm not putting OBJ in no damn 82. It does not fit who he is. It doesn't. 13 fits him 100%. 14 doesn't fit him. 16 doesn't fit him. Two would fit him. One would fit him. Three would fit him. Th- those numbers, because he has a hot dog personality. Right. So this is
0: great. So this is essentially like saying it's superficial. It's basically a number that looks good on a player like you, you. You just talked about two of the greatest receivers in the history of the game. One of them actually Jerry Rice. Right. And you just said he doesn't have any swag. What he does have is records and rings. That's cool, and but that's, 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 not that's what enough we, swag but for that's me. That's not
2: what we're talking about. We're not talking about yeah, right. the records and uh, rings. But that's my rings. point. So you're we're saying this is superficial.
0: About... You're the guy who gets off the bus. You see a guy and he's got a weird number. And you're like, ah, oh, he sucks. That's what happens. And, and you know what I lie. want. But you know what I want because I was that guy. I'd walk in the gym and they'd see that's the skinny true. white guy with all this hair and they're like, he must suck. Let, and it, then when I dunked on you, I looked at you and said, don't touch it. But by its cover.
2: But that's what happens. That is in the mind of the people. That's just that's what happens. The players think that way. Larry Bird said it. Disrespectful. They put a white dude on me. I'm about to go nuts. That, that's what happens.
1: That's does, he look, does he look good in 33? But Larry Bird
2: looked good at 33. He made 33. Larry Bird had – he got some stuff in him, man. He mm. kind of he got some stuff in him. Very you cra- figure, you figure out what I mean player. when I, know I say what you mean. some stuff in him. I know him. what you
1: mean. Very you crafty mean. player, as we know. <laughs> we are presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests, on the Goodyear hotline. Would it be a good idea for the Cowboys – to basically do a role reversal. Everybody's saying they're in the top 10. They need some defensive help. There's some great defensive personnel available, particularly in the back end of the secondary. But there's also an amazing tight end, one of the best that Mel's ever evaluated, Florida's Kyle Pitts. Keep in mind, Jason Witten, the longest tenured cowboy of all time, gone, retired. Number 82. Yep. Blake Jarwin last year got an injury in game one, so they didn't get much production out of the tight end position. And boom, they're in the top 10. And if there's a run on quarterbacks, Who knows? possibly Kyle Pitts falling to the Cowboys. Could it happen? Well, they did meet with him. This courtesy of the Cowboys' official Twitter feed, the owner meeting and courting the best tight end in this draft.
3: Boy, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm excited to uh, have you come into this league. And, uh, man, what a a pair-up we could do with old Dak Prescott some of those guys that we've got out there of options to get to the ball. So we can dream of visions of sugar plums around here. So there you have
1: it. Obviously, <laughs> Jerry being Jerry Key, you have said for the last couple of days, even if this guy turns out to be the next iteration of Kittle or Kelsey or Gronk or any of these players that weren't rated as highly as this guy is, according to Mel Jr., you just cannot see a possibility of this team in the top ten, having a need at the tight end position, you just cannot see them under any circumstances doing this move.
2: Well, when you say a need at the tight end position, he's not a true tight end. And I understand where people argument tries to go and say, well, you know, in this day and age and in what they do with tight ends, they flex them out. Not all teams do that. Not all teams utilize their tight ends in a receiver style position. They still got to, at times, get down and put their hand in the ground. So, if you're going to waste a pick on a pass catching receiving tight end, now you have to waste a roster spot on two blocking tight ends, and he has to come off the field on short yardage and goal line. So, how much value and production are you going to get out of that particular position when you have other needs that are so important to your team? Offensive line, defensive back. You don't have pass-catching, skill position player needs. They have plenty of those. Plenty. They need to address the defensive side of the ball in the secondary or the offensive line. You played at – what
0: would you play at, about 220? 220. 220, right? He's 240. You guys are almost the same height. Like, like, is he – like, would he be more receiver back in the day – because he doesn't have like, the, he's become a tight end mainly because of how just big he is. But he doesn't play like one, like you said. And it just feels like it's just because of where the game's going, they'll put him at tight end where he has wide receiver
2: skills. You do understand Kelsey blocks. And of course, Kittle blocks. And Kittle blocks. And, and Gronk blocks. And all, you but know, not all of them do these days. All of them do. Um, not, well, all of them. Not, not All of them. All of them. They You don't – okay. Blocking like Larry Allen – Is different than blocking like a tight end, as you know. We're not asking you to block like Larry Allen. What we're asking you to do is be physical enough to slow him down to disrupt Mm -hmm. the flow. Can he do that? Does he have a strike in him when he puts his hand in the ground? Can he boom? Can he can he disrupt that? At times in my career, in different formations, we lined up. We put me at the Y. I necessarily didn't have my hand in the ground. Only on short yardage and goal line did I have my hand in the ground because I still was able to disrupt. Mm -hmm. But you put your hand in the ground. Now I got a Michael Strahan over my head. Okay? Can can I disrupt him enough to where the quarterback gets just enough time Mm -hmm. or the running back can peel around the corner just enough If we get into a tight bunch situation and he's at the point of attack and he has to slam down on defensive end while the other guy comes up and gets the scraping linebacker, can he hold that defensive end enough for Saquon Barkley to turn the corner? Or is he going to be like, oh, that ain't really what I want to do? That's important. Jason Witten was not a trained killer at the tight end spot. But when he needed to do it, he became a trained killer. Killer, and that's important for Kyle Pitts. So when you think about it, getting him at a high spot, you yeah. have to you have to want that and need that. Yeah, that has to be extremely important to your offense. If you told me that the Miami Dolphins were taking him at four, I would say, okay, they got the other tight end, they got him, they could go two tight end sets. He does just enough. They can use the other guy as the inline blocker. He can pop out in certain situations. And he can put his hand on the ground. And all of a sudden, they move. The quarterback screams move. He pops out. Now, all of a sudden, he detaches from the formation. Slant fade guy, the defender walks out on him. It tells the quarterback immediately, it's man to man. If you got those sort of things in your mindset that this is what you want to do with him, then it works. But if you just drafted him because he's sexy and he looks good to you, then – that's the wrong thing because he's not a fast twitch guy. So he's stuck in between. And what I mean by that is receivers are twitchy. Yeah, Guys like myself was twitchy big enough to drop my hips, get in and out of the breaks, no matter if you lined up a linebacker, receiver, defensive back, court, whoever, they were going to have a problem because they knew those sort of things. The thing with him is he's tall. So immediately at 6'6", six, six, his wing pan, wingspan probably takes him to seven feet tall. So if they're throwing the ball, he can high point it. Mm-hmm. But what I would do is I just take a Jalen Ramsey, who's long line him up on him and say, you ain't go out running. You ain't go out wiggling. Now I take my corner and put him out there and I don't have to worry about the liability. All right, but
0: everybody's saying about him being, like, best player available, and that's the yes. whole thing with the Cowboys. Like Marcus Spears said he's, he hopes to God that, that he doesn't fall to 10 because he doesn't want to see the Cowboys get him. I kind of hope to God he does just to see if the Cowboys will take him. Is he somebody that the Cowboys – like, if he's there – should the Cowboys, because that's a guy that everybody believes is outside the quarterbacks is the most important or maybe the best non-quarterback talent in this draft, but it doesn't mean that that fills a need for the Cowboys. Does
2: he fill a need for the Cowboys? No, he doesn't fill a need for the Cowboys, in my opinion. The need for the Cowboys, again, is a secondary for at certain, Horn, J.C. Horn out of South Carolina, or an offensive lineman because they're getting a little up in age on the offensive line. Yeah. And so, even though those guys, they come back healthy, Zubin, then they got a nice offensive line. But if you can add one of these big dudes that make sense on your board, you add them. And, and, and Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones, Jr., Lord, uh, Stephen Jones, although they do have a son named Jerry Jones, Jr., but Stephen Jones said it a couple days ago. They're focused in on defense. I understand what Jerry's saying. <laughs> Jerry likes to talk. That's what you got to know about him. He's doing exactly what he wants to do, and he's saying exactly what he expects for us to say after him, which is have a conversation about the Dallas Cowboys. He knows how to plant seeds. And so I don't think they take him, and I don't think he falls to 10 anyway. I don't think he falls to 10. Yeah, be a
0: surprise. Because
2: somebody will see him do this, and they will go up to get him because they need that specifically Mm -hmm. in their system.
1: The real question, of course, is does he look like an 84?
2: (laughs) Yeah, he kind of looks like an 84. (laughs) Yeah, the reason why he looks like an 84, because he doesn't have, he's not twitchy enough, he's not overly big, he's just right size-wise. And he's a really good player.
1: And one last thing on a more serious <laughs> note. It is interesting. Remember the last time the Cowboys had this sort of situation. They could have taken Johnny Manziel, the glamorous pick, right?
0: Jerry wanted to. Right, Jerry yeah. wanted
1: to. Steven talked him out of it. They took Zach Martin, helped their offensive line. It was an unglamorous pick, offensive lineman versus a big-time quarterback like that. This time around, it's the same thing. Sertan is certainly a great player, but he doesn't have the wattage of somebody like Kyle Pitts. But it might be the best fit for the Cowboys. And you've got to make what's the right fit for the team and as Key said, they got to bolster what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball. On the way, we'll continue the conversation about Kyle Pitts. What number and, would you be, Zubin? I don't know. It's a good Zubin's question. like a 10. <laughs> or a what what 12, do I look like, like in that range? Don't call. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming.